Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And with that, we welcome you inside Studio 34. This is the BFFs. That is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Pleasure to have you join us today on a Wednesday day before the NBA draft. Major, major news breaking as we go on the air with Mike Conley being traded to the Utah Jazz. As I think a lot of us expected. I thought the Jazz were a natural fit for him. And I think that could uh, change some things for the Indiana Pacers. We'll get to that uh, probably tomorrow um, on our show or on the Twitch show or whatnot. But Frankie, what's going on, man? Hey, what's happening, man? Happy hump day to you. We also had some breaking baseball news regarding a prospect we've been talking about for a long while, so I'm sure we'll get into that right at the top of the show. Zach Gallen expected to be called up tomorrow and start for the Miami Marlins. But before that, Greggy, how did you sleep, bud? I slept great last night. Slept great. I slept great. We went to bed a little bit late. Um, funny story, actually. Oh, if, if, if I may. So we're, we're going over wedding stuff, and, and Judy's mom calls her at like 11.30. 11.30, like, what's going on here? She had to go over stuff, and she just starts yelling. Like, what are you, what are you yelling about? Like, what's going on? Goes, I have so much going on with your wedding. Judy's sister's moving. I'm paying bills, and I missed my program. <laughs> what do you mean you missed program? Pro- I go, what do you mean you Television missed, missed your program? No, 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 no. Oh. She goes, I paid $45 to go to an event. I was sitting at the head table, and I was so busy, I forgot, and now I'm sitting in sweatpants on the couch. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What, what, what does this have to do with me? Or, or the wedding? I missed my program. I'm sitting there crying of laughter, Frank. Crying. I'm so busy. And Judy can't contain herself. She goes, are you laughing at me? Are you mocking me? And I can't stop. I just can't stop. I think I'm a negative influence on you, Greg. It was so... Funny. <laughs> oh, man. That, that seems a little over the top. But I, I hope I'm not out of line in saying that. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Um, it was amazing. It was one kinda, of those things you're, like... You're kind of scaring me about the wedding process. It was one of those things. Does that, everyone get that crazy dude, the closer that, you get? It had nothing to do with the wedding. She wasn't doing anything for the wedding at all. She's just blaming us for her not seeing something on the calendar. She didn't do anything for the wedding yesterday. At all. I've got nothing. 
No. <laughs> but basically, she, it was hilarious. So she was stressed out about that. So after that, I laughed myself to sleep, and I slept great. <laughs> Sounds like something the Joker would do. Yeah, I laughed myself to sleep. Yeah, there you go. It was awesome, dude. It was awesome. So I feel good. Tonight, I'm really, it's a big night for me, Frank. Uh, I'm praying the rain holds out. I don't know that it will. Is it? Oh, yeah. Opening day? Opening day. Ooh. Opening day. Opening day in the kickball league. <sighs> Feeling good. Reigning defending champions? Reigning defending undisputed champions. That's right. I've recently joined a dodgeball league as well, which will be starting up next Thursday. Uh, Spin Speed's in a dodgeball league. Oh, is he? Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to him, get some tips. Yeah. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. dodge. That's right. I got to watch dodgeball this weekend to get myself you got ready. It. Is it co-ed? Yes. Is Kinga playing as well? Yes, she is. That's awesome. As uh, Similarly, her uh, brother and his fiance is also on the team. That's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so we got a little four quattro. Uh, Are you guys just joined a random team? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah, I think they like set they like you tell them how many people you want on your team together, and yeah, then yeah. they like add a couple more people to it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. Great. That's great, man. Uh, I I wish you best of luck in dodgeball. I hope kickball gets it in tonight. I'm feeling good. Um, I'm feeling really good. My bets were pretty good last night. Went two for three, so I feel good about that. Obviously, things didn't go as great for you. No, that's okay. I went two for three yesterday. Both of my major underdogs hit. I love Detroit. I love the Marlins. Obviously, Merrill Kelly blew it at home against Colorado, but that's okay. Two out of three ain't bad. We'll take that every day of the week. Absolutely. And right. I'm over two on the week, so we'll try and write the ship again I am, today. Uh, I, I'm a two for three on the week because I didn't have a pick on Monday. It didn't work out. All right. We'll give you our best bets forever later on in the program. I know Chris, the intern, desperately needs them because he, you know, he went against us yesterday. That's a mistake for him. But on the show today, there's a lot of maneuvering. I mentioned the trade uh, in the NBA. Well, there's also major movement in the MLB. As a guy that you've been waiting to get called up, Frank, he's on his way up. And that is Zach Gallon, the Marlins prospect acquired in the deal for Marcel Ozuna, along with Sandy Alcantara. He's being called up as Pablo Lopez is going to hit the IL. What should we know about Zach Gallon, and how desperate should we be to pick him up? Uh, he should be 100% owned right now. I am very excited about Zach Gallon, uh, and, and for good reason. You look at what he's done in the minors this year, in the PCL, where all you hear about is how everyone in the minors is mashing this year. Power is up. Isolated power is up. Batting average is up. Everyone is completely destroying the PCL and specifically AAA as well. Zach Gallen in 14 starts, a 1.77 ERA with a 0.71 whip, a 153 batting average against 112 strikeouts, in 91 and a third innings pitched. The reason why he wasn't on the 40-man roster initially for the Miami Marlins heading into the season was he wasn't expected to develop this quickly, frankly. And his fastball has seen a uh, velocity uptick this year. He's sitting in the mid-90s. He touches 97 with it. Normally, he was in the, the low 90s with that. Uh, he mixes in a curveball and a changeup as well. Also has a cutter that he's using. He's just been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, to put it in perspective how good he's been, he leads the PCL with a 1.77 ERA. The next closest is Hector Noesi. Yes, that Hector Noesi. With a 2.87 ERA. His 112 strikeouts are first in the PCL. Second, Hector Noesi with 88. That's how good Zach Gallen has been. So I'm very excited. Seems like he's going to get the start tomorrow uh, going up against the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't want to just completely skip over to the fact that Pablo Lopez is kind of like a casualty of this. I don't want to call him a casualty. I think it's they're trying to limit his innings, his workload as well. So 
We'll have to see if anything else comes out of this news regarding Pablo Lopez, but Zach Allen is getting the call, and if he's available in your league, you should pick him up right now. Absolutely. And it's funny because I want to start with the Marlins. Not funny, but Zach Allen has this prospect pedigree. Frank telling you to go run, pick this dude up immediately. But he's not the only Marlins young pitcher that's had some success this year. We've talked to Pablo Lopez and Caleb Smith and this Marlins rotation in general. And yesterday, that led us not to today's Orioles starter, Jimmy Yacobonis. But instead, it led us to Jimmy Yamamoto. As Yamamoto has faced St. Louis twice now in the major leagues. And twice, he has shut them out. Seven shutout innings last night. Two runs, two walks. He struck out seven, 99 pitches. He has been fantastic in his two major league starts. The Marlins defeat the Cardinals 6 to nothing as Jack Flaherty went seven innings, three-run ball, four hits, eight strikeouts while allowing two home runs. Jimmy Yamamoto, for real. He certainly looks like, looks like it so far. I was tweeting about Jimmy Yamamoto last night, and... You know, people were responding to me saying that the Cardinals are really bad, and it's true. In the month of June, the Cardinals have something like a 620 OPS, and they're like 27th in baseball, so they haven't been hitting. We can get into that as well right after this, Greggy, regarding Paul Goldschmidt and Matt Carpenter. But for Yamamoto, uh, I mean, his start last night was eerily similar to his debut. His debut, seven innings pitched, three hits, zero earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. That was last week. Eight swinging strikes, 14 First pitch strikes to 24 batters. Last night, seven innings pitched, two hits, so one less hit, zero earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts, so two more strikeouts, 10 swinging strikes, and again, 14 first pitch strikes to 24 batters. So his second start later on in the week is expected to come against the Philadelphia Phillies in Philadelphia. So real test. That's a little bit of a tougher task there. Let's see how he responds to that. If you do play in a daily transaction league, I might. Bench him for that just because I worry a little bit about pitching in Citizens Bank against that lineup. Uh, he did get the uh, the good fortune of facing the Cardinals who have not been able to hit the ball well this month. But Jimmy Yamamoto, not to the same level of Zach Gallon, I think should be owned. I'm, I'm not going to drop anyone of value for him, Greg. But- well, well I, I mean, to me, it's hard to say that. I know he faces the Phillies, obviously, yep. later this weekend in Citizens Bank Park. But what more can a dude do to get on your radar? I mean, right? No, he's on the radar. But are you going to drop back anyone to back, of back-to-back back seven value? innings of shutout ball? Are you going to drop anyone of serious value? Though, what does that What does that mean? Pablo Lopez. Would you drop Pablo Lopez? Who's Who's been he's on the IL? If I'm on the IL, that doesn't work. Try again. Um, trying to think of like a starting pitcher who's been struggling. I'll drop Chris Archer for him. That's fair. I'm I'm alright with that. There's some value there. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather drop. I I'm, I would personally put Gallon ahead of Yamamoto. Even though we've seen Yamamoto do it for two starts already. Fine. But, yeah, it's like if we're ranking the two, I would rather have Gallon than I would rather have uh, Yamamoto. But I do like him. He's pitched well. And, you know, he does it with an interesting pitch mix. He doesn't overpower people. He doesn't have, like, a mid-90s fastball. He throws 90, 91, maybe 92. And he has, you know, four other off-speed pitches that he uses. He has a curveball, changeup. He he has a cutter as well that he uses. So he's kind of a crafty pitcher and... It's worked out so far. So I want to see if he can keep it up against the Philadelphia Phillies. Let me ask you about another name who also pitched last night, and that's Jay Happ. Happ went five innings, allowed two runs, three strikeouts, didn't walk anybody, seven hits. The ERA goes down to 4.59 through 87 pitches in his five innings of work. He improved to seven and three. 
But like, J.F. has not been good but by any means. He doesn't go deep into games anymore. Uh, he's got like two quality starts or three quality starts uh, on this season. It's been a really, real struggle for him. He's allowed home runs at a record clip. In fact, yesterday was the first time in six starts that he did not allow a home run. What do you make of Jay Happ going forward? What did you think of his performance last night? And is that someone you consider dropping for a Zach Gallon or Jimmy Yamamoto? I... It's tough to say because he is going to be in position to get a lot of wins. He has seven wins on the year despite a 4.59 ERA. And just to like put that in perspective, I was going to mention this later on, uh, but Marcus Stroman is 4-9 and nine with a 3.23 ERA. So it just shows you how fluky wins can be in baseball. He's going to be in position to get a lot of wins, but Hap has not pitched well. You're right, Greg. He's given up a lot of home runs this year. He's not getting as many swings and misses. We kind of thought that might be the case. The strikeouts are down this year. Uh, the hard hit rate is up against him. 4.59 ERA. The underlying numbers for Jay Happ are not good either. The problem I have for dropping him for someone like Yamamoto or, or Zach Gallen is that we don't know how long those guys are going to be up. I would probably make the move for Gallen if Jay Happ was the worst player on my team, if he was the worst pitcher on my team. But I do have concerns for both of those guys. You know, how long are they going to stick around? You know, once Caleb Smith is back, we'll get an update uh, from Inside Injuries tomorrow regarding Caleb Smith. But once Smith is back, does that mean one of Gallon or Yamamoto goes back down? Potentially. You know, if this isn't a long-term injury for Pablo Lopez, if it even is well, Jose Urania is Jose Urania is also out, too. He's out. He's and, out. And, and you're saying like this with your quotations, but what I'm seeing on Pablo Lopez, I mean, it's a shoulder injury... I don't know if this is just yeah, I mean, a fake thing, dude. You, I mean, it makes sense why they would make up an injury for him if they're trying to limit his innings pitch, Greg. I understand. For his long-term future. I mean, well, we, we see that with Chris Paddock. He got sent down. I mean, they so easily, why did they, you could have sent Paolo Lopez down. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he is de- actually dealing with something. I would lean towards it's probably like... All I know is Matt Modica just said, I hope they were just shutting down Paolo Lopez for a breather, but it sounds worse than that. All right, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I would drop half for either one of them. I, I still think, like, Caleb Smith's going to be back soon. And, uh, like, again, does that mean Gallon or Yamamoto is going down? Mitch just tweeted out. You can actually hear him on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to do it now because we're on. But <laughs> Pablo Lopez is back in Miami for more tests on his shoulder. Again, I am unclear on the severity of the issue. Oh, great, Bob. Would you drop half for both of them? I would do it for Gallon. Probably do it for Gallon, but like, how? G- I know you just gave us the rundown on Gallon and why he's been good this year. But like, is he like a? I mean, he is the best. He is the best pitcher in the minors right now. Really? In terms of his stats this year, like maybe not like long term projection, but he is pitching like the best player in the minors so far this season. Yeah. At least in Triple A. I mean, I haven't really. That's a big difference. I mean, I haven't like dove into best, like double you A. You just said the best starter. Devi Garcia minor. looked pretty good last night. Fifteen, 15 strikeouts, man. Um, I mean, he's by far the best pitcher in Triple A this year. That's a big difference. Okay. Okay. And, I mean, it might be the minors. I mean, the fact that he's doing what he's doing in the PCL is super, super impressive. Very much so. Is he in the PCL? He is in the PCL. The Marlins are the PCL, really? Doesn't make sense. Uh, they, they they are in the PCL. Greg. Are you sure? I am looking at the uh, Pacific Coast League leaderboard. Where are which, they from? Where are they? Where do they play? Where is AAA? I believe it's New Orleans. The New Orleans. That's not Pacific. Coast. New Orleans baby cakes. These should be New York, New Orleans Zephyrs, right? 
I mean, I'm looking. I'm not making it up. It just says it's this PCL. So I don't know. Hold Why on. would minorly at mill.com lie to me, Greg? Scranton. Anyway, it's not relevant. We're dropping J Hat for Zach Gallen, and if you think that Yamamoto is going to stick around, like once Caleb Smith is back. I don't know. I just have concerns. I would do it for Gallon. I'm not sure I would do it for Yamamoto. But I do like Yamamoto. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry. I you seem up. like you're on the fence. I am on the fence. I am on the fence. I'm trying to find out why they're not in their international league. It just doesn't make sense to me. But it's what it is. Pacific Coast League. It doesn't make sense. A lot of traveling. One minute. One, Jesus. This segment's flying by. Oh, my God. All right, um, for the Yankees, uh, Karen Maven homered for the fourth consecutive day. Edwin Encarnacion, Frank, 22nd homer of the year. First as a Yankee, it was a celebration for Encarnacion. Nope. Nope. Couldn't expect it. There it is. Swung on and drilled to deep right center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Eddie Encarnacion's first home run as a Yankee. You're making me dizzy, by the way. a celebration for Edwin Encarnacion. Woo! There it was. Una celebration for Encarnacion. That was fun. Yankees going over the sweep today. I hope against Tampa. Giancarlo Stanton, not in the lineup. His wife. He looked great last night, too. I don't, I don't, yeah, why would he not be in the lineup? Cameron Maben, greater sign, Giancarlo Stanton. Let's not do this. Let's not do this. Take a break. We'll be back after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The morning after. KD might not even be a warrior. Clay Thompson might not play next year. Boogie Cousins ain't playing for five mil again. Seriously, it's going to be Quinn Cook and Steph Curry, and you guys going to be charging like five times the prices that you were in Oakland now in San Francisco? Man, the NBA has really been turned upside down, man, and on its head. And even as I sit here in a Kawhi Leonard Raptor jersey, there's no damn guarantee that Kawhi Leonard is going to be a Raptor in two weeks from now. No guarantees. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow the number 100.com Z 
Zach Gallen officially coming up, starting against the Cardinals tomorrow. Frank Reggie, the stats, but it's been an amazing, amazing season over his 91 innings. Hit and walk ratio is just stupid. 112 to 9 to 17. Yeah, in the PCL. In the PCL. Amazing. I, I still can't believe they're playing the PCL. They're just not on the Pacific Coast in any way. You know? You're not wrong. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay, I tell you. All right. Um, what else happened last night? Well, a lot. Because you know what, Frank? I know this doesn't matter to you. I'm going to do it very quickly. I promise. It was a Brett Anderson day! Yeah, I don't see that on the rundown, Greg. Seven innings of two-run ball. Only one were earned. Struck out two. Only runs he allowed were on a Johnny VR homer. And then in this, uh, later, uh, a error by Marcus Simeon. Run on the other run. Great start from Brett Anderson. Yeah, I really, really love the two strikeouts, Greg. Tell, Frank, us, tell us more about it. Frank, it's a quality start and a win. Feeling good. A lot of home runs by the, uh, by the A's. Yeah, Chris Davis needs a few more hits to get his batting average to 247. I know, That's only, what I noticed last night. He's only at 242. Oh, and Ramon Laureano, awesome, as usual. Only been telling you about him for a month now. <sighs> I average up to two, I'm the best fantasy analyst ever. I'm always right. I average up to 265, by the way. I average up to 265. Very good stuff. Okay, um, let's actually talk about Merrill Kelly, though, for real. I don't even know if that's on the rundown. I'm just going it's to, not on the rundown, Greg. Do I have to follow the rundown? probably pull up the rundown. I don't want to pull up the rundown. It's I, like, these are things that I wanted to talk about. Well, Greg, should I, I, take, I, have, should I have added them to the rundown? I make a lot of notes before the show, Greg, and all of them are based on things that are on the rundown. I don't have any notes for Merrill Kelly. I could talk about Merrill Kelly. I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about, Greg. I take notes based on what I put on the rundown because I think it's relevant. All right, so should I follow the rundown then? Max Scherzer broke your nose, you idiot. But he's playing tonight. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I wrote oh, on the rundown. Do you have notes on that? Uh, no, I don't. Because he's pitching today. I know. With a broken nose. When I, when I wrote that last night, I was actually very angry because I didn't think he was going to start today. <laughs> so I wrote, you broke your nose, you idiot. And then also Aaron Judge homered in rehab, AAA. So Should be great. back as soon as Friday, uh, Aaron Judge. Your last note here is about Jock Peterson playing first. Yeah, he might play first base for the Dodgers. So that allows them to... Uh, Potentially keep Alex Verdugo in the outfield once AJ Pollock returns too. So I thought that was relevant as well, Greg. What do you think? I think that's very relevant. And it's more eligibility, although I still doubt he will play against left-handers. That's probably correct. They can put. Who do they normally put there against lefties? Like David Freeze? Can he play first yeah. base? Yes, he can. Yeah. He has All right. Been. So then, yeah, that's probably the case. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to go into Merrill Kelly now. Merrill Kelly last night against Colorado, six innings, six runs allowed. He did not have it at home, Frankie. You know who did? Antonio Sensatella, OA, six and two-thirds, seven hits, one run, walked four. He struck out five. He was really good. Arenado um, hit a homer off of Merrill Kelly in that first inning, 18 homer for Arenado, who's actually struggled in the month of June. It was a really nice day for Colorado all around. Uh, yeah, Antonio Sensatella has a 5.09 ERA on the season. He's got a 5.08 XFIP. I don't know what else you want me to say about Antonio Sensatella, Greg. not worried about What do you want me to say about Merrill Kelly? Uh, what happened, man? He's been so good. Uh, he still has a 3.99 ERA. Actually, I don't know if they factored in last night yet. But anyway, uh, this has pretty much been the, this has been the case for Merrill Kelly all season long. He goes on these stretches where he looks like he's can pitch pretty well. We thought he's in a good spot here. Two starts at home. Uh, that was not the case. He should be able to bounce back against the San Francisco Giants later on in the week. Matt Modica really, really liked Merrill Kelly. He wasn't really the top guy for me. There were a few others that I liked uh, more than him. Spoke about Tyler Skaggs, who pitched well last night as well. But uh, yeah, Merrill Kelly, look, he just doesn't have good enough stuff. He has changed up his arsenal using his cutter more, 
Uh, his fastball is getting hit hard earlier in the season, but he just doesn't really have good enough stuff to miss bats, and he's prone to blow-ups because of that. So Merrill Kelly, outside of a you know 15-team mix, NL-only league, uh, I don't think he should be rostered in anything shallower than that. 12-team leagues, he should not be owned. All right, Merrill Kelly, the clock has struck midnight, according to Frankie Sample. It's true. Another game I was watching last night, because I told you I was starting Brett Anderson this week, but I was also starting Marcus Stroman, and I made, I made the move to switch from Chris Archer to Marcus Stroman. So I watched a lot of this Angels-Blue Jays game, and Stroman was pitching really, really well uh, until he got caught um, in the fifth inning back-to-back. Uh, homers from Cole Calhoun and... Uh, not back-to-back homers, but in the same inning. Cole Calhoun and Brian Goodwin uh, both got him. He continued pitching into the eighth inning. Stroman was in control for so much of the night. I know he didn't strike many people out, but he only allowed four hits, three runs, three Ks uh, with that one walk. He dropped a 4-9, but another quality start. ERA sits at 3.23. It was a really good night for Stroman, but also a really good night on the other side for Tyler Skaggs, who went seven and a third, three hits, one run. Struck out six, didn't walk anybody. Both these offenses a bit off balance. Um... Throughout the night, Lourdes Gurriel also went deep. They went deep with the Blue Jays the eighth time this season. Marcus Stroman, I know it hasn't exactly been pretty, and the strikeouts aren't necessarily there, but both these guys pitched well last night, Frank. Yeah, Marcus Stroman, what we've always said about him is that he walks too many batters, and he doesn't get enough strikeouts to mitigate those walks. Now, he does get a lot of ground balls, and you know if he had a good defense behind him, they're all right, probably closer to bad, but if he has a really good defense behind him, then I think he can... He can make it work because he gets as many ground balls as he does. 58% ground ball rate this year. So he puts a lot of runners on base via the walk. Doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. Pitches more to contact. And then you have worry. We, you have worries about guys like that. Florio talked about that with Dallas Keiko last year. Is that when you put guys on base and you don't get enough strikeouts, you're, pl- you're prone to, you know, giving up uh, uh, like hits here, hits there. And then next thing you know, you give up like three, four runs. And, um, it sucks. It sucks. But Marcus Stroman so far this year has pitched well. 3.23 ERA. He's got the the underlying numbers uh, are not as good. 4.16 XFIP, 4.46 Sierra. Uh, I still do like him, and maybe a change of scenery will help him out. Uh, but overall, it's been a, a really good bounce-back season for Marcus Stroman. And then Tyler Skaggs, it hasn't been as good of a season for him, and he really needed this bounce-back performance. And that's exactly what he got here. Seven and a third innings pitched, three hits, only one earned run. That was the home run to Lourdes Gurriel, who remains red hot. I love the zero walks here for him. Six strikeouts as well. We talked about this on Monday with Matt Modica as well. We like streaming pitchers against the Toronto Blue Jays. We had concerns with Skaggs because he had struggled overall recently, and he had struggled on the road this season. So we weren't necessarily on Tyler Skaggs for his double start. But if he puts together two good starts this week then and you picked him up, or if he's out there, then that could give you confidence moving forward when it comes to Tyler Skaggs. Yeah, absolutely. Skaggs, if he can continue uh, to build on this momentum he gained last night, Skaggs is talented enough to go on a bit of a run. I like Skaggs, and as you mentioned, Marcus Stroman has pitched really, really well this year, putting him, uh, giving him a lot of trade value, which no doubt the Blue Jays will probably take up on. Logan Allen made his debut last night for the San Diego Padres, former top prospect Logan Allen. I think he's actually still inside the top 100. Um... Allen makes his debut, and he got a lot of hype given his uh, connection with John Cena. The story goes that he met John Cena at a restaurant in Tampa years ago, and they made a $1 bet that Logan Allen would never make it to the majors. And last night he did. Cena was in attendance tonight. or He will be in attendance once again to give Allen the $1 that he earned by making the majors. How into Logan Allen should we be? I know it has not been 
I know it has not been a good season in the minors for him, but he does have pedigree. Yeah, he does. He's the sixth-ranked prospect in the Padres organization, according to MLB.com. And you saw that plus changeup on display last night. That's a 60-grade changeup out of 80, according to MLB.com. Once again, you you saw it on display. He looked pretty good. And, you know, you're right, Greg. In the minors this year, in AAA, he had a 5.15 ERA. But every other year, like last year combined between AA and AAA, he had a 2.54 ERA in 2018. 2017, he had a 2.95 ERA. In 2016, he had a 3.47 ERA. And he's got 441 strikeouts in 418 innings pitched in the minor leagues. So, oh, well over a strikeout per inning. He was struggling this year, but every other year he was really good. So, in deeper leagues, he's not to the level of uh, Zach Gallen, probably not even a Yamamoto, but in deeper leagues, I, yeah, I do have interest in Logan Allen. I like him. All these young pitchers coming up, they're, they're making progress. And it's amazing because you talk about Logan Allen and you get to a guy like Zach Plesak, right, that did not exactly have... Major pedigree by any sense, other than the last name. But he was a prospect that we took a wait-and-see approach on, almost like Logan Allen. And all Plesak has done since coming up has performed every chance he's gotten, including last night against Texas. He went seven innings and one-run ball, only that two hits. Now, he walked five, which isn't very good, but he still struck out six over 100 pitches. Another good enough outing by Zach Plesak. Yeah, he's been really good so far in the majors. He's allowed two earned runs or less in four of his five starts, and he actually did his job when I chose the Indians and Rangers under yesterday, and Adrian Sampson, you did not. So shame on you. But Zach Plesak has pitched very well. He's gone seven innings pitched, exactly seven innings pitched, in three of his last four starts. The strikeouts have been solid. Six strikeouts last night. Uh, He's had at least six strikeouts. He's had at least five strikeouts in four straight games. I really do not like the five walks. The underlying numbers for Zach Plesak are worrisome. He's got a 2.56 ERA. He's got a 4.73 XFIP. Greg, this is one of those scenarios where I'm going to continue to ride until the wheels fall off here for Zach Plesak because it seems like sooner rather than later that is going to happen. But as long as he is pitching well, I'll keep him in my lineup. How do you rank, rank Zach Plesak with the other guys we're mentioning? I know Zach Allen's first. Like, you love Zach Allen. You talk about him oh, for months. Love him. But what about the other players? Yamamoto. Allen, and now Plesak. How would you rank them in the order that you want them? Based on the underlying numbers here, I would put Plesak last. I know he's pitched well, and I'm not really sure how long Logan Allen's going to remain in the rotation, but the Padres have kind of been throwing not great starting pitchers out there so far this year, and if Logan Allen can help them win games, I think he'll remain in the rotation. Again, I'm really intrigued by what he's done in the minors every season before this year, and he looked pretty good last night too. I mean, to go seven innings against a really good Milwaukee Brewers lineup, I have interest there in Logan Allen. So I would rank Plesak last. I would probably go Logan Allen third, and then the two Marlins guys ahead of him, Yamamoto second, and then uh, Zach Gallen first, just because... We've seen Yamamoto do it for, for two starts in a row now. It does sound like you're almost now higher on Yamamoto than I think you were like 10 minutes ago. No, I like him. I wrote about him last week on my Patreon. Uh, you know, I was raving about him last week when he made his debut. I was watching that start. I, I think there's a lot to like there. Again, like he's, he's a crafty pitcher because he, he doesn't overpower anyone, but he uses, you know, three or four uh, off-speed breaking pitches and he mixes them in well. So I think it's a good job by the pitching coach there. Good job by the catcher as well, putting Yamamoto in position to succeed. And I like what I've seen from him. So, And that was you know dating back to last week. It was just kind of a head-scratcher for me because he got the call before Gallon. But now that Gallon's here, we could all just be happy and one big 
Happy family. Absolutely. Happy, uh, full of <laughs> gallons, gallons and gallons of milk. Yes, I saw a uh, shout out to Andy Singleton on Twitter. He said, happy Galentine's Day. You don't like that one, Greg. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. We're just trying too hard now. We're, okay. we're, we're, I mean, we're, I, I didn't make it up. I gave credit to the person who did make it up. I think it's the end of the line for Adrian Sampson. Three innings, six hits, five runs, two walks, four strikeouts, a lot of home run in his three innings of work. Not so good. Drew Smiley, even worse than that. Yeah, we tried to make something out of nothing here, I think, when it came to we pushed. Sampson. He did go on a streak where he pitched well and, you know, forced us to put him on the map, but there's now two starts in a row where he has not pitched well. He was pitching well at home this year. That's why I liked him as a two-star pitcher. But, you know, against the Indians, got blown up here, and his last start out against the Red Sox, uh, it's just... Not looking good for Adrian Sampson, Greg. It is looking good for Willie Calhoun, who I believe it was in the ninth inning yesterday. Hit a two-run bomb. It wasn't really a bomb. It kind of barely got over the wall, but it counts nonetheless. Two-run homer for Willie Calhoun. First hit, first hit since coming off the IL a couple of days ago. Calhoun's third home run of the season. Good to see him go deep. Good to see Jose Ramirez go deep as well, Frank, for his fifth homer of the year. Are we still talking about this guy? I was just letting you know it was his fifth homer of the yeah. year. Yeah. Batting average now back over 200. I feel like there have been players who have hit five home runs in a game already this year. It seems that way. It's, it's June 19th, and Jose Ramirez has five home runs. It's, it's, it's Juneteenth. Five. Yeah. Next player, Greg. <laughs> Next player, Greg. Um, we don't want, we don't want to get to know. You know what? You know who we'll get to? We're talking about pitching performances. Let's talk about Jacob deGrom. Because Jacob deGrom, last night, against the Atlanta Braves, do what Jacob deGrom does. And hottest team in baseball, by the way. They are the hottest team in baseball. And Jacob deGrom, well, he was absolutely dominant through almost nine innings of work. He struck out ten, allowed two runs in the ninth inning, uh, five hits. And those runs, home runs by Josh Donaldson and Freddie Freeman. But he was amazing in the Mets' 10-2 victory. And after the game, Freddie Freeman says, this is what we expect. It's Jacob deGrom. He's one of, if not the best pitchers in baseball and he showed it and don't look now but you look at what DeGrom has done recently I mean he's been amazing he's allowed two runs or less in every start since May 22nd so that's about a month Uh, before that he got bombed uh, in Miami oddly enough but other than that start in Miami you go all the way back to April 26th for the last time he allowed more than two runs in a start he's been fantastic maybe not as good as last year Frank Jacob DeGrom certainly has figured things out yeah, he's had three random blow-up games this year where he's allowed six earned runs against the Twins, five earned runs against the Milwaukee Brewers. You can kind of give him a pass for both of those teams, knowing what we know now about both of their offenses. We knew the Brewers were going to be good, and I like the Twins, but I don't think anyone foresaw them being this good. And then that random start against the Marlins. Every other start, he's been really, really good. He's been Jacob deGrom good. I think last year, obviously a historic season, a 1.70 ERA. It seems like that might be the outlier for his career, but if you look at... The 3.26 ERA, right in line with all of his underlying ERA indicators. It's right in line with what he was doing two years ago against uh, in 2017 when he had a 3.53 ERA and all the underlying numbers there were really good. Swinging strikes, still awesome. Getting opponents to chase. Uh, it's just that the hard hit rate is up against him like it is against every pitcher this year because hitting is just up in baseball. And he's giving up more home runs. Last year, 0.41 home runs per nine, which is just nearly unsustainable. And that's why we're talking about him last season as a, as a historic year. And then this year, back up to 1.19 home runs per nine. So that seems a little bit more realistic with uh, what's going on in baseball nowadays, but still one of the 
top five, maybe top three starting pitchers yep. in baseball, I'm not worried at all. A couple of days ago, Frank, you, you got a question on Twitter. And you had said, the question was Blake Snell versus Jacob deGrom. And I believe you and Florio both said Snell. I said deGrom, Do you, would you like to change your answer? I actually thought about that as well uh, after Blake Snell's most recent blow-up, Greg. But the underlying numbers for Snell, they're very similar to DeGrom. They're actually better, though. The strikeouts are better for Blake Snell as well. The walks are a little bit down this year. I just think at this point, it might be crazy to say, but Blake Snell, I think, might have better stuff than Jacob DeGrom, Greg. And, you know, I I don't want to take anything away from DeGrom. They're both really, really good pitchers, but... Blake Snell's swinging strike rate is 18.7% this season. That is the best in baseball. I'm not going to retract it. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with Blake Snell over Jacob DeGrom, but you're, I mean, you're splitting hairs here. They're both really, really good pitchers. Uh, I mean, if you play in a points league, you might get a little bit more length out of DeGrom. He might go deeper into games. Uh, you don't really worry about innings as much with him. I don't really have that concern with Blake Snell, but again, we're splitting hairs. Uh, I do think that the talent is just a little bit higher for one Blake Snell, but again, they're both in my top five. I'll, I'll remain with my answer, Snell over DeGrom. I will also remain with my answer, Jacob DeGrom over Blake Snell. Uh, for the Mets, hitting-wise, Michael Conforto went deep for the 14th time this year. Jeff McNeil, the fourth time this year. And Peter Alonzo, the 24th home run of the season. Alonzo, 274 average, 359 OBP. Power is very much real, obviously, for Pete Alonzo, who has simply been outstanding for the New York Mets this season. One of the bets I did get right yesterday was the Tigers over the Pirates. As Mitch Keller's name I wanted to bring up to you, Frank. Five innings, four runs, two walks, six strikeouts on the day for Keller. Forget what Daniel Norris did. We've talked enough about him. He's useless. Mitch Keller, people are very, very excited about. He has yet to really put together a good start. Would you drop Mitch Keller for some of the names we've talked about today? I think it's a fair question. I think it's a good question. I think when everything is... Once he starts to get everything going right for him, I do think that he might have higher upside than some of these other pitchers. And I realize it's only been one start for Logan Allen. Zach Allen hasn't even made a start yet. Uh, I would still... I would take... I would probably take Gallon ahead of him and then... Fumbling with those other two, I would I, I would take Yamamoto just because he's pitched well so far in his first two starts, and he pitches his home starts in Marlins Park. I would still take Mitch Keller ahead of Logan Allen um, because you saw it yesterday, what his upside can be. I know he gave up four runs technically, but it was only two earned runs, so some questionable defense behind him. He still had six strikeouts. He had 15 swinging strikes yesterday against the Detroit Tigers, which is what he's supposed to do. I know Mike has actually talked about this a lot, Mike Florio, that the... The Pittsburgh Pirates, their way of thinking when it comes, their pitching philosophy with their starting pitchers is outdated. They have these guys throwing a lot of fastballs, and we saw that last night for Mitch Keller. 62 fastballs out of 93 pitches, and it's a little bit outdated. You know, I would like to see Musgrove use his, use his breaking pitches more. It seems like that's kind of what's gotten him in trouble so far this season. I would like to see Mitch Keller use some of his breaking pitches more as well, but the fact that he did have the six strikeouts in five innings and the 15 swinging strikes, I think he reminded some of us of what his upside can be. So I still do like Mitch Keller a decent amount, Greg. I would rank him pretty much in the middle of these guys that we're talking about. Behind the Marlins guys, but ahead of Logan Allen. Okay, and that means also ahead of Zach Plesak as yes, well. that is correct. Okay, 
Cool. Um, that's what uh, Mitch Keller did last night. Shane Green, 21st save of the season. Uh, Joe Jimenez still pitching that eighth inning. So, you're a Shane Green owner. You may want to bite the bullet now. Get a roster spot for Jimenez before Shane Green gets traded. Well, last year they didn't trade him. So, Frank, let's maybe we cross our fingers. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I, for, I think everyone hopes you're right, Greg, because while there's a chance that a closer on one team could be traded to another team and, and remain a closer for the, for the new team that they're acquired by, I don't know if that would be the case for Shane Green. Uh, he is having a breakout year this year. He's been awesome. He's got a 0.93 ERA. He's got 21 saves, but like, if he's traded to, I don't know, the Red Sox, well, maybe if he went to the Red Sox, he would be their closer, but I, I just assume that if he, he goes to another team, like he went back to the Yankees, let's say, or if he went to the Astros or another team like that, he wouldn't be their closer. So we're hoping Shane Green doesn't get traded for fantasy purposes, but keep in the back of your mind, if he is traded, it seems like Joe Jimenez is the next man up. Absolutely. We have just a couple of minutes left before we have to sign off of YouTube. Frank, any more highlights from yesterday you want to make sure we hit? Uh, I mean, outside of Pete Alonso, I put uh, put out a poll before the show uh, about like what his upside can be okay. in the future. Uh, just like if the season ended today, where would you draft him? 44% say in the second round. So I think that speaks volumes to what he's doing as a rookie this year. He's on pace for like over 50 home runs. He's re- he really is having an Aaron Judge-esque season for the New York Mets. So shout out to Pete Alonso. I uh, tweeted about Freddie Freeman last night. It seems like it's just flying under the radar how good of a season he's having. I think he's had you know, one of, if not the best years in the uh, of the second round draft pick so far this year in terms of hitters. He's been awesome. I wanted to get to the struggles of Paul Goldschmidt and Matt Carpenter, but we could do that either tomorrow or Friday. Last thing, there's just two more quick things I wanted to yep. mention. One was Eloy Jimenez has just been on fire as of late. In June, 340 batting average, six home runs, 14 RBS. Yeah, it's funny because my you had Jay Wolf Studios called out the guy that had that kept Eloy last year after last year who didn't play all season. He's like, and now he's doing this. And a month later. He's been incredible in that month of June. And you tweeted about it last night as well. We'll drink. But you also made a note of it here. And that's Michael Lorenzen in this Reds bullpen. Back-to-back days, he gets to save. And this is usually the part where I point out not to make anything of it because Rysel Iglesias pitched the eighth, and that was against the heart of the order. Lorenzen came in for the seven, eight, nine hitters in the order last night. But it is back-to-back days with Iglesias in the eighth, Lorenzen in the ninth. Now, that matters for us in fantasy because, yeah... They're using their best pitcher to face the best hitters, which has been in the eighth inning the last two days. But if Lorenzen's now in the mix for saves and you're going to use Iglesias more in a Josh Hader type of role, fantasy owners have to note that, Frank. Yeah, it's definitely worth noting. Uh, Pay attention to what's going on here with the Reds' bullpen. You know, if you play in a deeper league, I would add Michael Lorenzen now. If you own Rysel Iglesias, I would probably try to get Michael Lorenzen on my team as well. I don't know if I really buy into the whole middle-of-the-order thing, like, I guess in theory, he faced the middle of the lineup, but he came in for the last two outs of the eighth inning. That was against Yuli Gurriel, who has like... It is a, hard of the order, though. He has a sub-700 OPS. Like, are we really that worried about Yuli Gurriel? He faced Robinson Chirinos. He did strike out both of those batters, and they allowed um, an Alex Bregman home run earlier on in the inning. Like, if they really wanted him to face the top of the lineup, why didn't Rice Iglesias to start the eighth inning? and faced Miles Straw, Alex Bregman, Michael Brantley, Yordan Alvarez. Amir Garrett came in, and then once they gave up another run, with one out left in the eighth, they brought in Iglesias to face Yuli Gurriel and Robinson Chirinos, and 
after the game, a beat reporter spoke with David Bell, and he said, yeah, we, you know, that was, the game was on the line. We needed Rysel Iglesias to face Yuli Gurriel because we were that worried about him. I'm not sure that I necessarily buy it because I'm, like, Yuli Gurriel hasn't had that great of a season, but I guess, in theory, you're right that it was the middle of the order, although it's not like the normal Astros middle of the order. Which hopefully will change soon as George Springer expected to go into rehab assignment. Altuve Jose, back today. Too. Jose Altuve, exactly, is back today for the Houston Astros. Justin Verlander allowed a whole bunch of home runs last night, by the way. He allowed three homers. Yeah, it's back-to-back starts. He's allowed three home runs. Balls flying out. Even Justin Verlander's allowing them. What are you going to do? I mean, he is someone that typically pitches more so to fly balls, but um, in years past, he's been able to get by because he hasn't been walking anybody. So if he's giving up solo shots, you can get away with that. But last night, he did give up four earned runs, which... Was unfortunate. I'm not worried. He's still, again, he's in that same stratosphere as Blake Snell and J- Jacob DeGrom. Probably better than those two guys, to be honest. With that, we're going to say goodbye on YouTube today. We apologize for all the technical difficulties, but we can let you know that up next is Sean Guastamacchia and at the window, Sean will cover the NBA draft and, and take a look at some NFL stuff alongside Chris Venture as well. We appreciate the time, and we'll see you tomorrow here on YouTube. Frank, we got a couple of minutes left on the podcast, which means it's time for our best bets forever. I am 2 for 3 this week. You are 0 for 2 with your bets. Let's turn that around. Let's go to winner today. I know Jordan Zimmerman's on the mound. He's your boy. Are you going with him? I am not going with Jordan Zimmerman, a huge underdog going up against the Pirates. He is plus 176. You know, I tried to change it up yesterday because I've been choosing a lot of sides recently, and then I tried to go with a total last night, and the Indians were just bombing the Rangers around all night long, and I knew, yeah, this isn't going to work out because it was like the fourth inning, and they had like eight runs scored already. And it didn't. Overall, it didn't. So I liked the under yesterday, and the Rangers and Indians didn't come to fruition. I'm going with an underdog today as my best bet. I realize it's risky. I talk about the Tigers and Oreos and... Why it's risky taking bad teams to win games, but I'm going to go with the White Sox money line today. Plus 126, the underdog, Lucas Giolito, going up against John Lester and the Chicago Cubs. The Battle of Chicago, I'm taking Giolito to outperform John Lester. Here's the difference between those two. Here's the difference of what you're alluding to and what you picked, right? Because to me, Giolito and the White Sox are the obvious pick today. Like, incredibly obvious. John Lester has struggled. Lucas Giolito has been fantastic. So is this the sucker bet, Greg? No, no. The White Sox aren't a bad team. That's where you were wrong. The White Sox are only one game under 500. True. They are the, better than like the tig- other teams. The though. Tigers are almost 20 games under 500. The Marlins are, uh, are 20 games under 500. Like, that's a totally, totally different conversation than the Orioles and the Tigers and the Marlins. The White True. Sox are a solid baseball team. Lucas Giolito is an ace. He has pitched better than John Lester. I know it's away, but... The White Sox players, something their own beds. I love the bet of Lucas Giolito tonight in Chicago to take on the Cubs. That's a no-brainer, Frank. I think it's a fantastic, fantastic bet. Go for it, man. I will go for it. I, I, made, I made the pick, and of course, it's probably not going to come true, but if you made it, it would be awesome. I could actually like, see the disappointment in your eyes. What are you talking about? Like, my pick, like feeling bad about your pick. Like, ugh, just take the White Sox. Uh, it's, just, it's like a culmination of things at this point, Greg. I'm, I'm sorry, Frank. It's not your fault. I almost feel obligated. I feel like it's nobody's fault. Oh, I almost feel obligated, given my love for him, that I, like, I have to take Jimmy Yacobonis. Like, he's starting today for the Orioles. I can't believe it. It's an opener role. It's plus 250 in Oakland, but it's Chris Bassett. I'm not going to do it. I'm not even saying that I like it. That's like your long, long shot. No, no, no it's not. I, I think you got to take it. I'm not taking it's it. Yacobonis! I'm not, I'm not doing it. I really Stick to your guns. I, it's not my guns, man. I, I don't like it. 
But I will take the over in the Brewers and the Padres. It's Strom versus Davies. It's eight and a half. It's not enough runs for Matt Strom and Zach Davies. Give me the over when it comes to the Brewers and the Padres. He is Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. We apologize for all the technical difficulties we've had throughout the day. Uh, thanks for everybody for fixing those at the window. Comes your way next. Have a great day. We'll be joined by Dr. A tomorrow. Have a great night, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super.